Welcome, everybody, to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. So have you ridden your bike at all, Mike? Uh, I rode it from the dealership home today. What was that like? Uh, riding on a cloud. It was surreal. It was. Dude, the first thing I would do with that thing is take it off-road. If you start looking like KLR shit, so you have to put crash bars on them because mm-hmm. if you wreck them where the radiator is, like a, the radiator is like at the far side of one shroud and then the reservoir tank is on the other. And depending on how you lay it over, the fairing is like four or $500. The radiator is like 800. The fan is another like three or 400. So I had to order crash bars for it. You know, that's the man, that thing rides so good. Yeah. Like I hit big bumps and it's like, I'm sitting on a dang couch. Well, it's got like 36 inches of travel, doesn't it? <laughs> it's got uh, 7.6, I think, almost eight inches, yeah. I mean, I would need a fucking springboard just to get on the thing. <laughs> it, it's the, literally like... Yeah, that's uh, what I was just wondering. 36 inches. I've got a 33-inch inseam with boots that's on. The longest legs ever, dude. <laughs> seriously no. Yeah. no ryan has got like remember his are like five feet for for your height dude you've got the longest legs ever his torso is like this tall <laughs> um, okay, come right up to here arms ass to neck yeah, yeah he doesn't have a stomach or nothing it just comes up waist arms <laughs> but uh, you know uh, but i'm tiptoeing the thing so it's like you know, are you really yeah yeah, not, not only not only you're riding a KLR, but you're riding a KLR on your tiptoes. This shit just got really serious. You're damn right I'm riding a KLR on my tiptoes. See you take your damn road king out in the woods and ride it, buddy. Don't even try me. Hey, haven't you guys seen that guy on uh, YouTube, Million Dollar Bogan? Oh, he yeah. Rode, yeah. That, rode that fucker all the way across Australia. Yeah. That dude's fucking crazy. Yeah, hmm. so... Don't tell me I can't, because I can. I just don't want to ruin my right. beautiful bike life right. and that shit. I will straight up tell you, <laughs> man, you guys are missing out. Oh, my God. I imagine, had a 250 for a while. Imagine. Awesome. See, Tony knows what I'm talking about, man. It's like having – it's like reliving your childhood only as an adult. Oh, I had a ton of fun, man. I just – rolling down the road and i'd just tear ass through a field that's that, when i saw it but at a stoplight it was a circus act because the <laughs> son of a bitch was so tall yeah, yeah. i had a hard time balancing <laughs> back and so forth. i got rid of it what was the seat height of the 250 is it i don't know man the, the, it was pretty fucking tall but i had a kickstart it wasn't electric start Oh, nice. So I had to put it on the kickstand and get up on the bike and, <laughs> while I was up there because I, there was no way to do it. You gotta fucking know how to juggle to do that shit. <clears throat> yeah, dude, it was a, it was, it was too tall for me, but it was given to me, so I, I got it, and it, I think it had 800 miles on it. I like the fact that I have a six foot long seat that I can sit in every position possible. Oh yeah, you can move like, around on that thing. Yes, I can. Are you cross legged on it? I can. <laughs> I, would, I, could, I, I, could drive. I can't wait to see you do that at the Midwest Moto Meetup. You could do you could do nuts to nuts on that thing, Mike. <laughs> I could do nuts to nuts. <clears throat> I could do nuts to nuts to nuts. <laughs> I could do nuts to butts three times. You're stretching it, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
Talk about <laughs> circus ass. I can take right? my four good buddies right on the back. <laughs> you look like some guys over in India just hanging off. Right? <laughs> like a family of six on one bike. <laughs> Five dirty bikers on one KLR 650. <laughs> that's, that's the first t-shirt. Is all five of us on one bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's happening that is happening <laughs> oh. mike can start giving rides down from the gate of mmm all the way down to the all right y'all three at a time mike's gonna taxi you down just hop right on back klr i can just go straight down hold on tight man it's it's weird because the gearing like man i'm used to my sportster so it's like dude my that fucking that my harley is a rocket compared to this thing but it's like the gears are, I think I, I shift into fifth at four grand at 45 miles an hour. You know, it's geared in the damn basement to climb hills and shit. Right. Man, you're going to be able to tear ass at the campground <clears throat> on that thing. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, if I had if I had a knob of your tire on it, it would be a whole lot better. But if I can get to 45 in first gear. I'm sure you can. But you can't do it going up a side of a fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Are you going to do the doohickey? Are no. You gonna, you're just going to leave it? You're not yeah. worried about that at all? So that, whatever fucking mod, it's cam, ch cam chain. Exactly. Tensioner thing. From what I have read, if you do your proper maintenance and do your mileage maintenance and adjust it properly, never have an issue, period. That's every bike, man. Seriously, I agree with that. Right. <clears throat> but I don't, you know, I, I, there's no, I don't really see a benefit in the mod if you're going to maintain your motorcycle the way it's supposed to be maintained what is your experience motive logging is it dead is it alive is it what's going on with motive logging i think i think that there's the like there's a progression happening right now and everybody's you know kind of scrambling to catch up to what the new thing is and and i think that tony was has been doing it for a while you've been doing it now joe i think the days of what you see me doing right now, besides the different video editing, I think that is, I think that's probably not going to survive much longer. I think you have to have more to your videos now than just strapping a camera to your, to your chin or the top of your helmet and, and riding around. I think that you have to have um, more in your video editing process. I think the story and content matters a lot more than it has in the very beginning um, when, when people were first doing it. And I also think that um, the, you know, I have found a lot of value in um, talking head videos too. You know, so the, like some of the videos you've done recently, Joe, where you did writing and talking at the same time, or, you know, even when Tony maybe didn't post a motive vlog, but he posted a three minute video of an update or something like that. There's a lot of value to people being interested in the content and being interested in the person beyond just the motive vlogging portion of it. So yeah. one thing I did to, to really start thinking about this and prepare for it was to Google is motive vlogging dead. And I've watched a couple of videos about the subject and, and some of them as far back as 2016, people were talking about this very subject and mentioned similarly to what you just mentioned, Ryan, talking about focusing on more of a cinematic style because people outside of the motovlogging community make it difficult for us pushing the uh, the level, the quality of video higher and higher and viewers of videos have higher demands for, for that type of video. 
and it's it's transferred over to to motor blogging. But is the uh, is the uh, strap a GoPro on your helmet? Get on your bike, ride, and talk about whatever shit that you want to talk about. Is that is that still effective? I think I think that content is still king. I, I went back when you brought up the subject, and I started just diving into like Casey Neistat video, some of the older yeah. stuff. And even though his stuff didn't look as good as it does now, you still watch the whole damn thing because just riding on a motorcycle in this one view the whole time, it, it gets stagnant after so long. Right, right. Where if things are moving at different camera angles or you're off the bike, then you're on the bike and just changing the content up, I, I, I think is the way that it, it should be going kind of like a your Adam Sandoval. I really like his stuff. And same with Shade Tree Surgeon. I mean, his stuff's kind of the same way. So Shade, Tree has, Shade Tree has followers entirely based on personality. Oh, 100%. Right. That's, yeah. Because his, I mean, he put out some of those motor vlogging videos when he was building that chopper where the audio was so hard to listen to, but people are still watching his stuff and he's still getting viewers. And, you know, Adam Sandoval's motor vlogging, he does not talk when he, when he does it. He, he sets his... No. His motorcycle videos are set to music. Everything else is talking head. But yeah. he, he's I, doing I do, it differently. That's why yeah. I love Adam Sandoval, because he's doing it differently. Like He's his, got tons of credibility, though, based on exactly, what he did. Exactly. That's true, too. So how does Blockhead do it? I mean, <laughs> he's still doing the strap, the, the GoPro on your helmet. Having tons of jump cuts, which personally... Jump cuts are, when I started my channel, I decided jump cuts would not be part of my channel at all. But he's still doing that and he's making it work. How does he make it work? I don't, I don't think that as far as like a motive blogging standpoint, I think it all comes down to people who have a personality. If you've got a personality, yeah. then people are going to watch and it doesn't matter what you do. I think the other thing that, you know, Mike, that you're keying in on with personality though is what what's driving everybody's content is the people that are viewing it, right? The more that we participate as content creators in our viewers experience, they get to know us more, they gain more interest and they're watching the content more and longer. So yes. I think that's what drove me to very early on um, when I was watching Dustin's videos, like I just, I remember making a post, all three of you guys, Dustin, Tony and Joe had said something back to me at some point you know i have commented maybe 20 times on blockhead videos yeah. i've never gotten a comment back now i understand that he's you know he's got a hundred thousand followers and i think he's I, over two hundred thousand now oh, oh yeah two hundred thousand two hundred but i tell you what i've even gotten a content or uh a comment back from shade tree and he's got over you know he's got like one hundred and thirty thousand now yeah. so i think that that part of it is what keeping your audience engaged is absolutely going to grow your content more and more and more. People want to be heard. That's exactly. They want to be heard when they, when they post on, on a video that you made, they want to know that you read it and that you heard it. I and, answer every comment that I yeah. get. Yeah, I do too. Everyone. I do too. I, short comment or whatever. I may just like it, love it or whatever. If I don't really have a reply, I mean, some things, you know, how do you reply to you? Just thanks. Right. Well, unless right. it's I mean, it, just a, one of those just ridiculous comments, you know what I mean? You get just this absurd thing, and you're like, what the fuck is that, man? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that, you know? I might as well go slam my nuts in the car door. I don't. <laughs> Do you like the color of your motor scooter? 
Why, yes, I do. But, I but honestly, mean- you're right about that. I've had people who've commented on my videos who didn't expect a comment and and received one and like, wow, I'm so happy that you commented. Like that is above all, that's king, man. You're right about <clears throat> that, Ryan. Well, and even even now, even though we are talking once a week doing this podcast and, and talking to each other through text message and everything, I don't yeah. know if you guys know have noticed, but I continue to comment on videos that you guys post. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that's what started the whole thing from the very beginning um, and what started all these relationships. And so I don't I don't intend on on changing that regardless of um, what I'm doing on my own channel or what you guys are doing on yours, because that's what drove it from the very beginning. Yeah, you guys have always you always responded to my comments. And Tony, Tony was actually the first one to ever send me a personal message after I commented on his video. Look at that. I didn't know who you were, so. <laughs> I know. You also didn't reply back or give me a phone call when I had questions about the damn 1275 kit. So, you know. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. I, I must have missed that one. Fucker. Oh, fuck. <laughs> straight slacker over here. I have no intention of ever slamming my nuts in the car door, but, but <laughs> some of some of the comments that, that we get are just, they're a challenge to respond to. Some of them are so freaking long that I'm like, okay, so what piece of this do I have time to respond to? Or some of the ridiculous ones like, your bike sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Or somebody that puts a just a goddamn small notebook of just compression ratios and this <laughs> and that. If you do this, and I'm like, dude, you know. What was the... Be what, all you can guys- do. What's the guy <laughs> that uh, followed all of us that had something to say that we didn't really? We'll just call him JT. JT. Yeah. That now, guy. I haven't heard from that guy since we all uh, bombarded him on have Chad's you, video. Have you blocked him? You haven't blocked Me? him? No. 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 I've, he left one last <laughs> comment on, my, on one of my videos. Which one was it? It was. Uh, Your tank lift looks stupid. <laughs> that was some or other maybe I did. Maybe I did block him. He left a comment about, oh, I talked about the fact that I created the website so I could communicate with everybody about the Midwest Moto Meetup and to take in RSVPs and all that. And he's like, you don't need a website to to do videos on YouTube. I'm like, dude, you're done. Like, no, this is about community, not your bullshit. And you're not part of this community anymore. Well, I mean, I've said it before. There's, there's criticism and there's creative crit- criticism. I'll take creative criticism like it's gold. You know, if somebody's going to suggest something for a video, if they're a frequent watcher, I'll take that and run with it. I mean, I'm all about, you know, hearing what people have to say. And like I, like you guys, I read every comment. I try to reply or show that I have read every comment on my video. But yeah, if people is coming on the page just to be a dick, I mean. It's hard, man. There's no room room for that. That damn uh, exhaust little tool that, I made that video on like my second video. That's a I get good the video. Meanest comments on that video ever. That's because, how I found your channel. Seriously, yeah, I but love I love like that video. They're saying I went to Home Depot and the washer's not an inch and seven eighths; it's an inch and fifteen sixteenths. <laughs> Close enough, man. <laughs> We're not playing <laughs> a fucking piano here. You know what I mean? We're just trying to set a goddamn exhaust gas <laughs> i watched i watched that video like five times and it made my home depot price shopping list when i was going to do a bunch of work on my sportster and was going to replace the exhaust and yeah. i still have it somewhere of the list that i wrote down of the parts that i needed from that video that you made tony so oh my god 
you just never, you just never know like how those things are going to, you know, how those things are going to affect people. No, and it's just, it was, I get the, just people that are just pissed when they go to buy the parts. They're like, it's not the right part. And one guy said, he actually looked at the, the numbers or the letters that Home Depot stamps on them and sent me this thing from Home Depot saying that they're not the sizes I said they were. And I was like, good Lord, man, it, you know. I took a pair of Starrett calipers in there and they just yeah. don't measure the same. They're exactly. 10 off. The radius, I was like, geez, man. <laughs> I, I guess I guess I'm just can't I just am looking forward to the day that somebody gets on and puts a comment on mine that says, "Hey, stop making videos. You're a dick, and, 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 your, and your content sucks." I haven't I haven't had anything like that so far, but well, my last it's gonna last come, man. I've only gotten thirty. You put yourself out there, man. You're you're gonna hear it sooner or later. Yeah, it's I gonna come, so. man. It's I hope definitely so. gonna come. I you mean, just gotta, gonna get one. You're, you're gonna, gonna get change. you're gonna get more positive than negative. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. You might be 97% good comments. You might be 3% bad. Yeah. I still get them every now and then. But you got to have fun with it. So when somebody criticizes right. my bike, they say something like, your tank lift looks stupid and it's going to lower the value of your bike. Huh. My, my first comment to, to comments like that is, thank goodness this is not your bike and it's my bike. Because right. I love I the way it looks, dude, you know? I that love is, the tank lift. I had one guy say it was stupid because you can't put as much gas in it after you lift it. I was like, oh, my God. Some people think it lowers the gas mileage. My five-gallon five gas can only holds three and a half. <laughs> you can put that fucker on the top of your head and still get the same gas mileage. Yeah. It's accessible gas. It's the same thing, Joe. When we when we were talking at the uh, at, when we were camping, and I said, I said, I think it's ridiculous when somebody says to me, "I have a 2009 with 1,422 original miles on it." I'm like, "You don't fucking ride. That's an expensive paperweight." Right. Exactly. What is the difference between original miles and miles? Just you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. You know, they they're not putting any miles in it. You're not even riding. That's you before you totaled it out and put a new odometer on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the guy who comes and says, I have a I have a 2018 and I have 42,000 miles. And I'm like, dude, you are amazing. Mad respect for that guy. Absolutely. You know, like I don't, I just, th that's the one thing I don't get. I don't get somebody that says they have a motorcycle and they have, you know, super low miles. on. I'm like, it doesn't make it worth anything. Not at all. So we, we were off on a fucking tangent there strong. This is this is how we do things. Yeah, this is, but going back to your blockhead comment. So yes, yeah, real in. in. I watch his shit, you know, and I, I like it. He was one of the first moto vloggers that I ever really started watching. He kind of got planted the seed for me. Right. But do you guys find that it's getting a little stale because his format is remain the same the entire time? Well, the problem is everybody copies his format. Let me tell you, though, when I first started watching him, he had a video, maybe six months after I started watching him, he had a video in which all he did was go through a Chick-fil-A drive. I, I watched that. I watched that fucking video. And yeah. it's him going through a fucking drive-thru. And then I watched the it. The whole thing. And I watched the whole thing, too. <laughs> yeah. He took the time to take a video on his lunch break and put it, to the world but yeah no it's, it's dedication that is dedication but it's it's the same format every time but it works for him it does let me let me, let me ask two hundred thousand subscribers let me ask you guys this how long did it take you guys to unsubscribe 
from somebody that you were watching for a very long time. And you know who I'm talking about, Joe. Sure. How long did it take you to unsubscribe, right? Or to stop watching that content? It was probably... Sometimes you're just doing things based on habit. That's true. I mean, it took me a good probably six months of not watching that content before I unsubscribed. Right. You know, so I mean, I, I think that there's something to that too, that all of us, even with, with Blockhead's content, maybe we're continuing to watch because we are so programmed to, you know, like that format, that content, that view, that, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. You know, I think, it's, I think it's, as humans, we de- we uh, sort of like make, when, when we're watching people on video, we're taking time out of our lives to watch that video. And I Heck think, yeah, we are. I think, but I think I, when you're watching people's, uh, when you're watching people's videos and, and you subscribe to their channel and you watch it on a daily basis, you have more of a personal connection with that, with that person than you do on a suggested video that pops up that you have no idea who that is because you'll get, 10 seconds into the video and be like, ah, stupid and click off of it. But yet the person that you're subscribed to that you've watched for years makes shit content and you stay subscribed to them all because it's, it's on a more personal level because you have, you have shared time with that person. That's a good point. That is. Now yeah. I, I question though, going back to the blockhead thing, cause I, I, I think about this a lot. How much faster would his channel grow if he was to do talking heads and change the format? You think it would increase or do you think he would stay the same? I mean, because the guy gets, I mean, you know, he's 200,000 subscribers. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a big dog. It would, it, would blow, it would blow up because did you see what happened? Uh, his fiance, Miss Blockhead, she's got a channel. She's got like four videos up. She's got like 30,000 subscribers. Oh, that's just riding coattail, man. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a coattail. There, there's true. There's truth well, to that. I think, I think looks have a little bit to do with that. Too. Well, they're yeah, but look at their their. You know, they he could have made a big deal about the face reveal, and he did not. It just happened completely organically, and there was a ton of subscribers that didn't even get it that it even happened. You're they talking like, about her face reveal. Absolutely, they were like, "Holy yeah. shit!" To just miss block to show her face. And they never me even made a thing until no, at the they, end. They did not so, make a big deal about it, which I was kind of surprised about. So I, I was. Think, I think when they do his, it's gonna it's gonna blow up even more. I think. Oh, but I don't think he's gonna make a big deal of it. So many more doors. I think he will. I I actually think he will. I think he's gonna make a huge deal of it because it's been a big deal about his on his channel since he had one thousand subscribers. He did a video in which he talked. Uh, he read viewers' comments. <clears throat> he had right around one thousand subscribers, and he said once he reached fifty thousand or whatever that he'd do a face reveal. Right. And he never did. And people were like, oh, why didn't you do a face reveal? Now, your, your, numbers, your numbers as a channel are going to multiply the more people you get because it's going to get spread out. So, you know, you got all that stuff. There's a, yeah, there's a YouTube algorithm that, that when you search, his videos are popping up very quickly. Right. In the so, algorithm. But you have to look at how many more subscribers he has gained since he started working on his truck. Started showing gun shit. And oh, no, those videos don't do as well. He's got a separate channel for that because they demonetized him. For the guns. Yeah. They, well, de- the, they, de- the guns. they demonetized his side. He didn't want that to happen. So, but, the tr- but the truck, though, is still on his channel, correct? Yeah, he's doing stuff. he's doing stuff with that. But that's funny because I have not watched a single solitary truck video. Not I one. have not either. I, I think I, I watched one. But I'm, not in, I'm not interested in that at all. Neither am I. And you know, the funny thing is for me, so coming in kind of late in the game, 
I actually found channels through other people. I found Joe on my own. I found Tony on my own. And then Tony did a video early on. And it was, I think it was one of those challenge videos. And he was talking about up and coming motive vloggers. And that's when he mentioned Dustin's channel. And I went to Dustin's channel the day that I watched that video and have been subscribed since then. And you were in what, in the twenties something, Dustin, something like that when I subscribed to your channel. Yeah, I was very, very small at and that, that point. But, but for me, that was all about that. That to me, that goes right back to content is king because there was something about the content that he was putting out there that was connecting. The very first thing I could tell you for sure was the music. I liked the fact that he was featuring local bands, music I hadn't heard. And that was what was put on very early because I remember asking him, like, where's the music videos? And he's like, I can't find bands that want to be featured anymore. And so, but yeah, I used like I used to be in the local music scene, like in St. Louis and Springfield, and the bands that are still performing now aren't are still <laughs> performing then. You know, they've all they've all up and quit. So I don't really know any of these new kids. I mean, I do I do freelance. I like, I like the up and comers. They always put out good videos. <laughs> I'm sh yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the damn good band, Tony. Were you the one who mentioned that? Who's the one who mentioned that or thought that if, if Blackhead did talking head videos, he would explode? Was that you, Tony? Like, what do you think about that? Like, if he were to do, if he were to change his style to what we're trying to do, honestly, where we're, we're trying to tell stories and we're trying to, to, to get off the bike a little bit and to show our personalities, would he explode? Would he become like a, 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 like a million subscribers? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think it's going to open up a lot more doors as far as creative creativity goes, because you're not hamstring to this one view all the time, which, you know, basically all we see in his videos is his hands. Unless right. he's doing right. he's, unless he's doing know? the dual vlogs with his buddies or his girlfriend. Yeah, or something like that. But I mean, he's, it would open up, you'd have a lot more creativity to, in filming and what you do. If, right you open yourself up to different viewpoints and things like that. I think he would explode. Yeah. Well, My look, theory at, look at Baker X Derek though. I mean, he has been doing it since the beginning, almost oh. YouTube. I mean, yeah, he's been doing it for eight, nine years, something like right. that. So it's like, but he, you know, hell he's, I don't know how many subscribers he has. I know it's a lot, but he's never shown his face. Never. Cause I know the biggest motive vlogger that I personally know is what Walter Riffick. Yeah. Yeah, out of Kansas City. Well, yeah. over do, do it with Dan's big two. He's got over a million point two. And yeah. Dan has been plugging away for eight years as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. Got, I mean, he's uh, all over the place too. Chase, on, Chase on two wheels just got a gold, the gold play button. What? How many is that? Right, he did, yeah. A million. A million. Chase <laughs> on two wheels just went over a million too. Nice. I can tell you he's getting a lot per episode on the build series. Oh, I yeah. My best videos are the ones where I'm off the bike or partially off the bike. So as far as like build series go, because that, that seems to be the theme in moto vlogging. You got your moto vlogging straight up on the bike and then a build series. That seems to be the rotation of most of the motorcycle content. I, I don't know. I just think that it's it's going to need to change well but that i mean the reason that they do the build series is they're trying to give back to the subscribers though that's part of it yeah build series really work is because it's a series yeah. right because yeah. you watch one video and they they do some like bike and birds well, his build series I, he really 
his subscriber count went up when he started doing the build series early on. And the reason why is which because, one? Well, <clears throat> exactly. Like he's done so many of them, right? You know, you watch one video on which you see a little bit of change to the bike and then you see the progression. You want to watch that next video. So it just, it helps you grow yeah. as a content creator. I, I started a, a build series on a Cafe Racer. I didn't even fucking finish it. I, I waited a whole year before creating another video. It's got it started though. It started and I got six videos on it. And it's, it's one of the more popular <laughs> video series on my on my channel it's what some of those videos are the most watched videos on my channel and i haven't even hardly gotten that into goddamn wire nest you had in that one video i had to take that out <laughs> and after that Freaking. man <laughs> that was that was impressive but i'll tell you a moto vlogger that's small right now dude and i think he has a potential of becoming really big at saddle tramp Yes, I think he's doing some gonna, really cool stuff man he's gonna catch fire i mean i think he is too yeah I think one of the things that's really affecting the smaller channels from growing like they probably should, like Joe, I think you should be well over 10K. But I think what it is, is it's so saturated. <clears throat> I yeah. don't know if the algorithm is just saying, oh, I'll pick this video and I'll put it up in your recommended to watch. Because uh, you got all these motovloggers. I, I, I don't think motovlogging is dead. I think it's getting bigger, mm. but it's making it, especially with all the algorithm changes, and there's so there's so much content out there that people are just getting lost in the shuffle. I think so. Well, it's a lot to do with your titles and tagging. Uh, yeah. and, I mean, I don't know. I've seen I've seen channels with awful thumbnails and titles. Two hundred thousand views a video. Yeah, John Maxwell is amazing, and his <clears throat> freaking thumbnails honestly are the worst thumbnails I've ever seen in my life. They're, they're dirty a, thumbnails. No, but if you look at motherfucker right there. If you look at most of his titles, they almost always start with Harley Davidson. So yes, when you search do. Harley Davidson in YouTube, his shit shows up immediately because it's in his title every time. His and shit shows up for stuff that I that I Google that is completely unrelated. <laughs> Oh, how to make an omelet. There's John Maxwell. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's because YouTube knows that you're watching his stuff. That's right. right. Number, yeah. number two is Matt Laidlaw, Harley <laughs> Davidson. Harley Davidson. Matt Laidlaw knows how to make an omelet? Uh, I would say he does. does but, you know, I think YouTube I watched a, a few things on titles and making sure you have a searchable content in your title, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of non-motovlogging creators that actually help people grow their channels. I mean, yeah. I've tried everything. I'm, I'm happy with what I have as far as subscribers. I mean, I'm very, very thankful for that. I mean, I, do I want to continue to grow? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I started this, I mean, I wasn't trying to be cocky or anything. I thought I'd be a lot <clears> bigger <throat> than I would by now. But maybe, you know, I just jumped the gun and maybe my content wasn't that good. I don't know. That's not it at all. Amazed to get I was amazed to get 10 subscribers when I started. I thought well, when I started, I had, I had high expectations because I work in a marketing department. So when, when I, when I put something out there that I created and it doesn't do well, I probably take it more to heart than most. Why are you I so get, sad, I, Dustin? I'm not sad. Why are you sad? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not sad. It's just. Why are you angry? <laughs> no, it, it's just, you know, when you're paid to create stuff that, that's supposed to see results, you know, I, I, I took that into this medium. So when yeah. I, I put out a video and it doesn't do that well, 
what the heck did I, you know, I, I keep saying to myself, what am I doing wrong that I can do better? And, you I know, don't I do, think I, it's lack of I, content, man. I think it's just lack of being seen. Lack of being and seen. people finding it. I don't think it's, it's lack of, you know, the quality of your videos because they're, they're tight. I think it's just lack of it being seen on YouTube. So for blog, like I said, I think it's the thing that there's, there's so much content out there that because YouTube <clears> sees that, oh, this guy's only got 800 subscribers, they're not going to put their stuff out there more because they don't think people are going to watch it. For Blockhead, is his first-person jump-cut style, did he just land at the right place at the right time? I think, I think, I think it was, was a timing perfect thing. timing. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect timing because I think his videos inspired a lot of people to buy bikes. And I, I think it inspired a lot of people to buy used bikes, and in particular, that Iron 883. I'm one of them. When I was on YouTube, when I got my iron and started searching YouTube, he was one of the only ones doing that on an Iron 883. Yeah, and right. He did, he did exactly. all this customization to yeah. it. People yeah. like, ooh, I want to do that to my bike. Yeah. And like his videos, like when he started doing all that stuff to that iron, they took off. Right. I mean, I watched his stuff when he was just, he just had the GoPro strapped to his chin. I watched it because I liked what I was watching. I liked his personality. You know, it's, it's, <clears throat> He's a guy that if if I you know I could have a drink with at the bar and you know have a great chat with him like I did with Joe. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's relatable. I yeah, think he, though when when Chad did his Q and A with uh, Shade Tree, um, one of the things that Shade Tree told him was, and and he said it in a couple other videos, was consistency. He said yeah. he thinks consistency amounted to his success. I don't know if you guys watched one of his last videos he did in his garage. The the um or the uh the picture was fogging up the whole time on his camera yeah. because the humidity yeah. was so bad. And he still put that video out. Like yeah. he, he understands that the consistency and algorithm of YouTube was if I put out one video a week and I continue that process, I mean, look at, look at the grind for him. Five years it took him of putting out one video a week for five years. And he hit a thousand or, uh, you know, a hundred thousand subscribers. And you also have that one video that if it gets shared in the right spot, we'll do what, like Peter McKinnon, his first video, have you seen it of the five camera hacks? Right, that thing still pops up in my feed probably once. Yeah, a but I mean, that was his first one and it, yeah. it hit and it got shared. And I mean, he blew up overnight from one video. And he'll still say that he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just like that. You know, Jeremy struggled. When I started my video, my YouTube channel, he had 4,000 subs. This is your nephew, Jeremy Sears. Yeah, he did that in two years. He had 4,000 subs in two years. Yeah. And then two years later, where we are today, he had 100,000. It just takes those couple videos to where they get shared and on Reddit or someplace like that where a lot of people are seeing them. And, you know, it could be a game changer, just one video. Let Isn't me ask that you, one of them aerial videos? When it goes venereal. Venereal. Yeah, it's, it goes venereal. It sucks when that happens, man. It really and then does. After that, you need a good penicillin shot. Right. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Tony. What is it? What is your most watched video? My most watched video is why I chose the soft tail slim. Okay. And that's I one of that's what like that's like for me on my sport glide. That's one of my most popular videos. Yeah, and I think it's like one of the worst ones I've ever done. I mean, it was just a straight me just jaw jacking 
you know, moto vlog style. There was no cutscenes. There was nothing. It was just jump. It was blockhead style, just jump cuts. How much, how much traffic is that scene? Uh, let me look it up here. I thought I saw it two day, a couple days ago. I think you were at, God, was it 40 something thousand? Well, you I guys think? are analyzing numbers like crazy. Well, what's crazy, Tony? While you look that up, is 60, I'm at sixty-eight thousand views. That's that's really good for one video. And Mike, you've got a big Mike. You've got a, is your twelve seventy-five hammer kit or whatever? Isn't that a a a big watch? Well, shit, I don't man, I don't pay no attention to that shit. You don't pay no attention. Those were, those were big for me when when I, I did have. Ones. Hold on, I've got. I just watched that again last week. I'll be watching that this winter. And the thing that chaps my ass the most is Will. I didn't video the install. You know what <laughs> grinds my gears? You know what's funny, Mike? I search Wet <laughs> Banana Moto on YouTube. I uh, The first thing that comes up is Wet Banana Super Slide Commercial 1985. <laughs> that's, that's happened to me, too. <laughs> my, I'm going to post that video in the description of this podcast. My, my hammer performance 1250 kit install video is my is my best video with 18,000 views. That's that's pretty good. That's and I have good. I have as of right now I have 295 subscribers. Joe, yours has got to be Joe, yours has to be one of your uh five reasons why I kept my sports or why I like my sports or videos, isn't it? It's not surprising. Is it, is it like the five things you need to buy for your iron that three? Five Best Buys is up there. Yeah. But so when I started my channel, I watched Blockhead's tank lift video. And I, I, I watched his video's good, but I watched it and I thought, man, his, his garage is dark. He he called his uh, throttle cables, his brake line, and he, he made a lot of mistakes in that video. And I thought I could do a little bit better. So I created my version of a series of my tank lift videos. And those are my best videos. Uh, two of my best videos are the tank lift, and the other one is uh, something that when, our, when I'm doing the wire loom or something like that. Two videos where I'm lifting the tank series are my best videos. The other one was that that five best buys five best buys video. Mm -hmm. That mod videos do so freaking well. Like, because people are searching for that. You wait till I put out my damn K KLR. KLR. Bought a KLR. A whole new fucking trend with that. You're I damn don't know right. Very many of them out there. I'm all over that shit, man. I'm I think so I'm. I think I'm going to start calling my channel. I think I'm going to change my channel name to Moist Banana. <laughs> that way, because when I ride my Harley, I, I get swamp ass, and then I got a yellow bike, and it's a banana, and I'm going to nickname it Hammock. The banana, banana hammock. The banana, banana hammock. The problem banana with your bass. subscriber count is going to be people are going to be looking up you for the wrong reasons. Well, <laughs> and they might be, but I'm going to nickname my sportster Sweaty. Sweaty? Sweaty, because I get sweaty, sweaty balls every time. And what you need to do is put a cup holder on there and put your powder in the cup holder. <laughs> You're going to need that powder. You're going to need that powder. I could powder people as I sit by them at stoplights. You could, or you could Yo, pepper people on butt biscuits too if you use too much powder. Today's episode has been brought to you by Bisquick. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys something. Um, you know, as as a lot of you know, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of big community support for these smaller channels. Do you guys feel that sub for sub 
kills your channel. 100 percent. 100. Nobody watches them. If if all your subscribers are just people, what Tony just said, nobody watches them is definitely true. If all your subscribers are other content creators and they don't really like your content or or for whatever reason they don't watch it, you want you want to organically build your subscriber base, not yes. Right. Not say subscribe to me because I subscribe to you, or subscribe to me because we're part of a of a mode of logging community. While having that support is great, <clears throat> like what we're doing is great. Where we're motivating each other to be better content creators. We're motivating each other uh, to to create the videos that we create. That that is what the community is about. But when you're sub for sub and and saying subscribe to me because we're part of a mode of logging community, and I, I'm we're probably pissing off some people by saying all this, but it's true. Like I, you're not, not going to grow that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that you're be, you're way better off um, being featured. Like all of you guys have made a mention to me on your channel at some point in time or another. And that I, I can guarantee you every time you've put out a video that has mentioned me in it, uh, I can look the next day. I have two or three more subs I didn't have the <clears> day before. And so I, I know for a fact, even Saddletramp did it when he mentioned the five dirty bikers and dropped all of our names. I got exactly. four, probably four subs from that. Exactly. And but, when Dustin had five subscribers, I stuck him into my tanklet video. And I would hope that that helped him grow. But the thing is- No, it did. I mean, like the Route 66 stuff, mentioning me in uh, like every three or four videos like he did helped me a ton. And see, but people watch my videos and, and when I mentioned Ryan in his videos, or I mentioned Mike, or I mentioned to, <clears throat> Tony, you were in my Tankly video too, I think. People watch that in my video. Then they decide to click on it. And then they decide to subscribe to Dustin, or to Tony, or to Mike, or to Ryan. It's it's them deciding. It's it's not this this sub for sub bullshit. Yeah. It's no, because it's they the want is, to. You need to keep everything in perspective here. We're, we're talking about people that have 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 subs. But the thing is, especially, Dustin, you, you were in local bands, right? Yep. How many times did you have 1,000 people come out and see you in a local band? Jesus, dude. I played for two people before. Yeah. So, And you have over 1,000 people that watch your videos. Yeah. I mean, That's you crazy. know, I have almost 4,000 people that – want to watch whatever i have to say which is mostly bullshit half the time mm -hmm. but you you know what i mean you have to put stuff in perspective i mean you have yeah. over a thousand people that are mm -hmm. interested in your videos and tony right. you've got what do you say you have a, one video that's been viewed by sixty-eight thousand people Sixty-eight thousand people has watched one of my videos and i mean if you that's think a bon jovi it, concert yeah it's extremely <laughs> humbling when you think about it because i'm wanted <laughs> Well, yeah, you get caught up in these big fucking numbers yeah. and you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> why don't I have this? Or, I mean, what I got is pretty impressive in my book. I, I mean, I'm still pretty amazed by it most of the time. I'm That's still so, point. I'm still so influenced by you guys that I recorded a video the other day and I had to scrap the whole thing because I totally ended my video with Tony's exit. I'm like, thanks for letting me waste your time. <laughs> and I was like, what did I just do? I'm like, I can't cut that out. I just have to, I have to redo this you thing. Should, what you should do rock, is you, you should rock. combine mine, Joe's, and Tony's <laughs> into one phrase. I actually recorded a video one time where I did a whole bunch of other content creators' exits. 
as a joke. And then I watched it and listened to it. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. That is just dumb. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I mean, also with the, with the meetup, think about it. We have 50 people coming from all over traveling yep. to come to this thing. I mean, that's it's impressive shit, man. Yeah. For a bunch of dudes that produce videos out of their house. I mean, look at it for sure. Like, I'm some schlub in Madison, Wisconsin, strapping a camera to my fucking chin yeah. and recording and talking about bullshit that I enjoy and hope that other people enjoy it. And yeah. it's amazing to me when somebody leaves a comment and says, wow, dude, that's a really good video. Man, like that, mm, that motivates me. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, that's the thing. Sometimes you just got to step away from the numbers, man. Right. They, yeah. They drive you nuts. Yeah. Just think about these these two things, right? Just in terms of what you guys have all done, you know, trading your bikes and and you know doing your mod videos and upgrading your engine like you did, Tony and Joe. Think about it. You did two epic things that completely drew my attention. One of them saved my life last winter, which was watching Route 66 while I was buried ass deep in snow, and the other one was finding your channel because you rode that fucker all the way through the winter. So I mean, you know, it's just like Adam Sandoval, you know. The guy went to every Harley dealership in the United States. That shit is epic. Nobody can ever take that away from him, no matter what his YouTube videos <clears> does or no matter yeah. what it does. Yeah. And I don't know if you've thought about this, Tony, but I know I have. Having kids and continuing to make this content, you're leaving a legacy that is going to be here long after you're gone. And you're, you know, your children and your great-grandchildren, they're going to be able to look back and see, look, man, my, my great-grandpa, he, he was a cool dude. And he did this shit way back in the day you know what i mean like some of the stuff i never even thought of that to be honest but yeah I, it's true that's a good, that's a good because, perspective on that yeah i yeah. have because part yeah. of part of it for me <clears throat> is that when i told my 12 year old daughter that i was going to start posting youtube videos i think she peed on the floor she was so excited and well, did like, you not she, teach, did you not get her potty trained no <laughs> she did and my seven-year-old actually said said did you know my daddy's youtube famous i'm like whoa girl you need to back <laughs> off i'm like that is not even true seven videos doesn't make me jack shit well no but kids see it on tv and they like jeremy's son uh he came up and he goes you know my dad's famous and i saw you on there too you're famous too i have two famous people in my family I was like hang on right i am far from famous <laughs> right your dad's an idiot <laughs> Once you do that bourbon trail video series, you're gonna be famous. I'm, I'm working on I'm that. I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm coming to Kentucky to to do that with you. <laughs> that oh I, I think I'm gonna start it in the fall when the leaves are changing and shit because yeah. the rides back to those distilleries. Oh just, yeah, dude, uh, I gotta come down and do one of those with you for sure. You do. Golden oh, Maker's Mark. That's probably the prettiest oh, one of the bunch. And you know what else I think is gonna what what is gonna propel everybody. Um, through October, November is whatever content any of us get during MMM and anything like that that we post is going to be is going to be awesome. I mean, Joe, you've like upped your Instagram game in the last month. I mean, it's it's been solid for sure. Just throwback pictures yeah. and just and just you know the things that you've been able to connect people to, and uh, Dustin hitting up MMM and Tony, your Instagram game sucks. You just it, it you does. <laughs> Sucks something awful. <laughs> Honestly, that that post that I, I left about the size of your bike, I was watching some I was watching baseball or something. And I saw a commercial 
uh, talking about the, the size of your town shouldn't determine the uh, the size of your adventure or something like that. I'm like, oh fuck, that applies to what I did along Route 66. I'm gonna do something similar. <clears throat> and people fucking eat that shit up. And I, and I don't say people eat that shit up to be negative. Because I honestly, every word of that I believe, and I will believe for the rest of my fucking life. It wasn't the size of your town. It was the size of your bike. The size of your bike shouldn't, shouldn't, uh, God dang. Man, He's that was, gone. That was a great quote, too. <laughs> yeah, mine. Mine was the size of your bike should not determine how big your adventure can be. Oh, my God. Love that. And. And it was it was influenced by a, a commercial that I saw talking about people who live in small towns depends sh- shouldn't be uh, deterred from having uh, big adventures elsewhere or something like that. I don't even know what it was, but it, it just like it motivated me to to create that. And you know, it motivated me to get back into life with depends. <laughs> and you, you know what's funny too, and I, I was going back and rewatching some of your guys' videos. And it's funny what I what I go back and I think, damn, I, I think that was really cool. One of the things, Tony, that you did that you haven't done in a really long time that you used to do on your old videos was your notebook intro when you were writing on it with a Sharpie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that. That I was like, all about that. Tony's garage thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was super clever. I love that. It was like, it was like I'm like, damn, if, if there was smell-o-vision, I'd be able to smell that Sharpie right now. <laughs> like... <laughs> You could like hear that thing like scratching on the paper and it was like, you're turning it over. And yeah, I, I you know, but it's funny sometimes that like I really connected to that because that was like an old school thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're scratching out plans in your garage, but maybe somebody else was like, you know, why can't the dude just put up letters on a screen? You know, like I, I, everybody feels a little bit differently about, you know, about those things or, you know, it never, when I was watching uh, Dustin's content early on, it never even occurred to me that like I was probably 10 videos in when somebody posted a comment like man stop riding stop filming your videos when you're riding to work and I was like who gives a shit dude like like all of a sudden I realized oh yeah man he's probably he's doing these commute videos well that's what it didn't matter like that they just proved that it was the you know the content the stuff that you were putting out there I didn't even consider that you know it might have been the same road four times or whatever I, I didn't even think about it yeah I remember getting those comments I mean sometimes that's the only Sometimes that's the only time I get to ride is to work. And I guarantee Ryan, you know that because I think you're the same way in a lot of cases. Yeah, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you that, yeah, for me to get content, I have to make time, take time out of the weekend to go, like, leave my house with the idea that I'm making content because, yeah, a lot of my riding comes back and forth to work. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, when I do my moto vlogs, I do the same fucking route every time because I don't have to think about it. Mm. You know, if you're trying to moto vlog and you're in someplace new, and you don't know what's around the corner or what's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, it's hard to concentrate. Unless you're you in Arkansas. Yeah, when you don't know how how sharp that turn is, you've never. Yeah, been you, on. you don't know what's coming up. And along Route 66 trip, I was in a new place every single oh, day. Oh, I can't imagine, man. Oh, that was definitely was tough, especially when I would jump from you know 3,000 feet to 6,000 feet, and my feet are freezing, and I I'm thinking about motovlogging, and then I'm jumping back down to 2,000 feet. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Yeah, I just remember, I just remember Joe, you riding into that uh, that park when you're in Flagstaff and you're riding up that mountain or whatever, and then you had that like extended period of time. It was probably 30, 40 seconds, and you didn't say a word. And I was completely, completely immersed. And I'm like, 
when's he going to talk? When's he going to, you know? And then, and then it was just like, all I could hear your breathing. You stopped, you got off the bike. And I'm like, then, then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. You're going to kill this moment. You're going to ruin it. You know? Oh, so yeah. you just, it was, it was kind of like watching a uh, saddle tramps crossroads, you know, when he like pulled up and he yeah. was like looking around yeah. and didn't say anything. And I'm like, you don't need to say anything. Just, no, just no. be in the moment. It's, it's amazing. That definitely was an emotional moment for me. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, or I remember the other video later on when it was like an early morning and you're making your coffee and I could see that your mood had shifted. You know, it's like I'm on the you second half. I'm on the last yeah. four days. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Um, I think like Tony said, he's been thinking a lot about it too. I've been watching. I think I pay attention to the videos a little bit differently. And uh, especially now knowing you guys a little bit more, like what I'm thinking about when I'm watching the videos has changed a little bit or um, how, how I look at things or whatever. Uh, I know that, you know, I'm watching the videos differently than I did before now that I'm that now that I'm making content too. Yeah, it totally changes your perspective when you're just watching it and then you go into actually creating. I mean, you, you learn things like you may think are easy at the time, like I thought, and then when you actually start doing it, it's like, oh, God, this takes a lot of time and effort, you know, to actually get this the way I want it. And, you know, the way the person I watch, you know, got it right. The beautiful thing about the Midwest Moto Meetup, Ryan, is there's going to be a lot of people who are going to attend, who are going to experience the exact same that you experienced, where you've, you've watched our videos, but then you've got to know us. And then you rewatch some of those videos or you continue to watch our videos and it's just a little bit different experience. That's what's going to be so much fun about the Midwest Motor Media is to meet everybody and to have them experience that. But I have this question about, Tony, you've experienced this. Dustin, maybe you too, um, the bike, right? So I've had the same bike my entire uh, channel existence. <clears throat> And Tony, 16, 18 months ago, however long you switched bikes, you you and I talked about before you unveiled that you you got slim and you got rid of the iron. You were so afraid that so many people would just drop off. You'd lose subscribers, would be so upset about this. But that hasn't affected your channel at all. No, actually it grew. Yeah. Because my best video is about the slim. So I was afraid that I was in a, a, a niche of just the Iron 883 because a lot of people just want to watch videos on that particular motorcycle, you know, because it, it is affordable and there's a lot of them out there, you know what I mean? And people have questions because there's so many myths and stuff that are surrounded by that, you know, can you take it on long distance? Can you take it on the expressway? Is it a girl's bike? You know what I mean? Is it too? I mean, there's just all this bullshit about it. How many it. miles a gallon do you get? Yeah, I mean, there's just all this bullshit about the bike. So, you know, it has a an audience. And I was afraid getting rid of that bike that I was going to lose that audience. I'm going to be honest and say that it's not the reason I'm hanging on to the iron, but part of me thinks, okay, this is a big part of my channel what would happen if I were to get rid of it? And you went through the same emotional yeah. process that, I, I mean, I'll, I'll never get rid of it, but at the same time, I, there, but I mean, I, I, I have a video in the Route 66 series titled, it's not about the bike. And this is kind of how I process it. I, I try and make content where yes, it's focused on the iron. Some of it is focused on modifications on servicing the iron, 
in some cases, me repairing it because I'm an idiot, because I broke something on it some way or another. My focus is more broad. I'd like to try and, and focus my channel beyond that bike. Um, and Ryan and I had talked about this in that, in that video when I released that, probably around January or February, where he said, it is about the bike, Joe. And so how much is it actually about the bike? How much is it more than that? And I don't think it's, I don't think it has that much to do about the bike, honestly. Uh, and also, you know, I was sitting there, you got to think about what's best for you and not really oh, yeah. what not what's it's good for your affect, YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. What it's going to do to your YouTube, your YouTube channel and right. you know, what your needs are and what you want. So, but I think. Nobody cares about your knees. Yeah. Well, I don't have, you know, they're I fucking rough. Your needs. I care about your knees. You're going to yeah. slide in with jazz hands on your knees, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> like a donut. You got to do yeah. the Charleston, man. I don't know how the I don't know how to do that dance. I think Carl, Carlton. One of the better. one of the huge I don't remember who I'll said it. it. One of the really huge YouTubers said, um, you know, don't uh, stop thinking about your subscriber base. Stop th stop thinking about those things. Make videos that you want to watch. Yep. If you make videos that you want to watch, you'll come across as being genuine and honest, and people will gravitate towards your comment. And I disagree, Tony, and I disagree with Joe, and I'm going to continue to disagree with you guys. It is about the bike because the bike is what brought the adventure. The bike is what, the bike is why we're all here. Not necessarily the Harley or the Sportster, the bike, the two-wheeled transportation. No, I, I completely oh, agree with you on that. Yeah, it's all it about, about the, the motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, it's definitely but, about the motorcycle. But I'm right. saying it's not about the specific motorcycle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you, you're, yeah, I got you there for sure. Yeah, it's not My about journey. an Iron 883. Yeah, my journey would definitely have been different along Route 66 had I done it on a Road King special. But at the same the, time, I would still would have been talking about the same subjects. You wouldn't have to have that uh, callus surgical remo surgically removed from your ass when you got back. Well, he wouldn't have <laughs> had a hemorrhoid that looked like a stem of grapes either. <laughs> Stop looking at my grapes, man. Leave my grapes alone. Stealing cauliflower. So Joe's got grapes in the back, the grapefruits to <laughs> the front. What is that? Is oranges or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna paint my tank with grapes now. Well, you know, you just need to put uh, stems on there because it's already green. Justin, <laughs> have you experienced uh, any drops or rises because of the Sport Glide? Trans excuse me, because of the transition from the 883 to the Sport Glide? I I think I saw some ups from it. I mean, of course, I didn't buy the Sport Glide for my YouTube channel. I bought my Sport Glide for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think the fact that it was a new a new bike, a new model for 2018, that it, it, it gained some interest from from some viewers and people wanted to come see what I did to the bike during the winter. So they know like, oh, I can do this if I get this bike. But um, I think, yeah, yeah, the bike helped. But unlike unlike some other creators, I don't buy the bike for my content. I buy the bike for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get, unless that thing, the motor just totally takes a dump on me. I'm not getting rid of that bike. Yeah. Right. No, nothing handles way too good. It does. And I had the, the thought, you know, when I bought the slim, I was like, you know, I'm going to have tons of content to do because I'm going to work on this thing nonstop, just like I did the iron. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a week in with the iron, I had it a week and I was taking it apart and changing shit. And I was like, I'm going to, and I found out that I don't have to change anything because yeah. the bike is just perfect the way that it sets. Right. I mean, having the, having the, having the bike is the main thing. I mean, all the, the content that comes from it is just a bonus. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking I was going to have all this content of changing bars and this and changing this. And I did a stage one. Yeah. Well, see, for me, once I do get a new bike, I'm going to be modding that that Iron Eight Eight Three. Christ, once a month, probably once every couple of weeks, you know, just because that's what it's for. That's it is. You know, and and I'll have I'll have more content where I'm modding it because it won't be my long distance touring bike. It won't be my everyday rider. It will be something where I can turn it into a cafe racer where I can put different exhaust on it or I can do other stuff with it. But having it, you know, the same type of bike right now is beneficial for me because it's the type of riding that I do. Exactly. And you know what they say say is the rarest Harley that exists, don't you? The one that can't. Stock Harley. Oh, the stock one. Yeah. yeah. That's so like, true. You know, me and Mike, Mike is in the boat with his Sportster that I was with as much as we have done to it to increase performance per dollar was crazy at the point yeah. that we were. Yeah. I mean, it would cost you a thousand dollars to gain five horsepower. Right. Is that worth it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's what I talked about in the video. And I mean, you're talking to, to have head work done, you can put cams in, but the cams that are already in are the fuel injected bikes are good anyway. But yeah. The talk, but to, uh, Tony, on on your bike, did the SNS and the pipes you put on? How much more of a a boost did you notice right away? Now after you tune that bike. Now, dude, here's the thing: I don't have any hard data on this. Right. I'm just trying, I'm just thinking of more just from a feel. Feeling wise, it was a big difference. Is it okay? It, it pulls. A lot harder in my. It'll book pull now. a lot of biscuits out of his ass. Yeah, it it pulls <laughs> it pulls a lot harder. Now there's, you know, you watch enough videos, and of course, you know, it's, it's all over the place. But I I felt a, a better increase on the M8 than I did doing the stage one on the 883. The M8s are handicapped. They they did them that way for emission standards. When you get air cleaners and, and you open that bike up. Dustin, I know you're you're gonna do. You have an air cleaner, right? You're gonna you're gonna. I've do got RLNS big sucker sitting in my garage waiting right. to be put on. And, and do you have an uh, FP3 already? No. Yeah, when you when you do those mods over the you winter one. on your bike in the spring, you're gonna shit yourself the first time you pull your accelerator. I will better, buy depends. You better you better have your you better have your camera on because you're gonna get that same giggly feeling the first time you rode your sport glide and you have I'll that. See I can, I'll see if I can sit, uh, fit in a size three diaper. He's I gonna, love that that's going to be the video title and you know mike can contest to this when you install that 170 or that 1250 joe if you do it yeah. dude the first time you're able to crack that throttle i mean you're like holy shit i mean the plan is this winter i i, I hope to be able to do it and i'm, I'm going to look to both you and mike uh you are more than capable of putting that in with all the stuff that you've done to your bike oh, yeah. it is yeah there's I can't wait to do it. It's going to be a lot. It's going to scoot, man. It's going to yeah. scoot. Just, first, just pay and have them install the pistons for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best $28 you'll ever yeah, spend. Yeah. They get the rings and they install the pistons. And yeah, I think it was, I think it was like, it's under 30, I think. Yeah. It's not much. And it, yeah. it just simplifies the process 
Yeah, I was looking on their website and they said, well, we charge a fee for this and they don't say how much it is. It's only $28. It's No, they, no, no, it's listed. It's in the fine print underneath it. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, I, the first 500 miles after you put that kit on, that's the worst time ever because you, you, want, open to see, you want to see what the bike oh, is going oh, yeah. to do. Yeah. But you know that there have been strict guidelines put into place of, okay, look, don't go, you know. And so, man, after that 500-mile mark, dude, it's up for grabs. Fucking let her rip, and it, it, that's a big grin right there. Yeah, it's a night and day, just completely different motorcycle. On, yeah. on, on a tangent of that, let me ask all of you this. Did you – I mean, of course your dealer says, did you guys do a hard break-in or did you, like, take it easy? When you I, bought your bikes new, I was a I rode. I was a I first learned how to ride on my Iron Eight Eight Three, so I took it easy. But I think breaking periods are bullshit. Do you? Okay. Uh, uh, you need you need to get those rings set, and to do that, you need to ride hard. I'm not saying ride hard fully, yeah. but I don't think taking it easy is the best thing to do on a new bike. Well, they say don't don't go over like forty five, but the ride from the dealership to home it's 55 mile, mile an hour yeah. speed limits man i didn't take it easy well no my Straight like, highways so, man I, I i oh i cracked that throttle open so hard. okay <laughs> i've got a brand new bike that has like seven miles on it and so cow you know like and it's a kawasaki guys you're gonna unsubscribe to the podcast because i own a kawasaki <laughs> <laughs> but i already I did they do heat cycles from the factory. They do not break in the motor. And it says in the manual, go uh, 500 miles, don't go above like 4,000, and then 1,000 miles, don't go above six. Well, I, I'm going to stick to that because if you overheat that cylinder or run it that hard, you know, there's a likelihood that you're going to, you know, have oil blow by. There's a likelihood that you're you're going to glaze your cylinder up and your <clears throat> rings won't set. There's reasons for that, but you know we're talking someone turning red line from red light to red light every yeah. time. You know if you're riding around in first gear doing full throttle, it's like big fan of 250 miles, and then I dump the oil. Yeah, and I change the oil, yeah. and then I start racking on it because you want to get that oil out of there because if there's any shavings in there from seating yeah. and things like that you ever built street rods or motors tony uh no i'm no enough to get myself in trouble though in the garage i've had to have a couple of cars towed in because oh. i've taken them apart and went oh shit i'm <laughs> well over my skill level here on <laughs> the tow truck <laughs> if the five of us go into white castle we could technically be the Beastie Boys and get thrown out. It, it could happen. We went to White Castle, but we got thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony always talks about how aggressive I am half the time, so I don't think we'll Very have much aggressive. of a problem with that. You're a mean mofo. <laughs> Just is, this aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> no. Don't get between me and my steak that Tony's going to make for me. I'm gonna oh, break those sure. damn steaks for Patch sure. Steak. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be punching I'm gonna be punching some bitches in the face if they get between me and the Gee steak Tony there, makes for me Friday the night. There's aggression again. I'm just I, hey I'm speaking the truth. I reserve the right to throw myself out of that park. <laughs> <laughs> Punch people in the face. Your behavior <laughs> reflects on all of us, sir. 
If you hear if you hear this podcast and you're coming to the Midwest Moto Meetup, please don't bring your baby because Ryan may punch them. <laughs> I'm punching baby punching. I'm not I'm not kissing babies and I'm not kissing any babies. I'm gonna be punching in the face. What was that movie with Will Ferrell? He punched the baby in the face. <laughs> uh, what was that damn thing? Was it the campaign or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the campaign. <laughs> for somebody else and he moved and he hit the baby. Then he yeah. did another one and he punched the dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No baby punching. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say through this discussion from the beginning of the question, um, I don't think any of us agree that motor vlogging's dead. No. No, I don't think it's dead. No. I think you have to broaden your spectrum of media. And I and I think that D versus. hit the nail on the head. I think that it has completely been saturated. I, I think that that saturation is always going to is also going to cause the people without fortitude to drop off. So that, I think that saturation is going to wane fairly quickly over the next two years. I, th it, I think a lot of people drop out too, man. Because let me tell you what, it takes a lot of work to make these videos. It does, you, you know. And when you first start, like the motovlog, like what Joe was talking about, the jump cuts and going out, you can come home, you can put a color grade on it, you can do some cuts in your timeline and you're done in 30 minutes yeah but when you start doing some of this other stuff with the editing techniques and talking head and motorcycle and all this different stuff i mean you could be at the computer three four five hours and i was today i left work early to to edit a video and i yeah. spent my entire afternoon editing a video doing all of that color correcting and, and yeah have you guys found that the better that you get at it, the more fun it is, though? Because when I did my first video, I literally was pulling my hair out. And the last one, I felt, like, pretty awesome about doing it. It all depends on the video and how busy I am and all that, honestly. I have found that your in-camera shoot is good. If your white balance is on, your exposure is good, editing will go a lot smoother. If you have yeah. fucked up filming, if some of your footage is fucked up, Man, it's it'll take you to the edge. I mean, I've scrapped shit because I just couldn't get it to look right and just reshoot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sit back, everyone, and hold on to your hats. Now we have the FTP Five Dirty Facts. No way. Yes way. And for any of you all that have a mere hundred and twenty thousand dollars <laughs> in your in your bank account that you want to get rid of. Honda has produced a CBR 1000 lawnmower. Holy crap. It does 150 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my it's oh the my world's God. fastest lawnmower. Can it mow the grass at the same time? I, it looks like it. Oh, you really can't see it. But Could yeah, you it, please buy that and bring it to MMM? Two of them actually so we can race them. them. <laughs> they say it is a 150 mile an hour CBR 1000 RR powered riding lawnmower. Tony, can you, can you write that White off Castle? as a business expense? Do what? That's can you write that off as a business expense? I could. I could put a trailer on that bitch and pull tools behind it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would get there fast. I can tell you that. All right. So I'll go next. Um... Speaking of uh, motorcycles, I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, um, Layla Harley-Davidson <clears throat> is uh, going to be putting their Battle of the Kings bike as a production motorcycle. They're going to customize them and sell them out of their dealership. 
I actually sent Matt Laidlaw, a com- oh, I put a comment on his page. I said, can you do that to my sport glide? He said, bring it in. Yeah, like, <laughs> there you they're selling them. So the Battle of the Kings bike has been sold. Their second one was made and sold already too. So wow. they're, they're actually wow. going to be doing them in there. And you know what? That is a hell of a amazing bike for them to be putting out there like that. There's some, there's some big news with that that Coast Glide, isn't there, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. The uh, 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 Matt Laidlaw's Coast Glide Battle of the Kings, he, 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 they won North America Battle of the Kings, though, right? So exactly. he, uh, um, they're going to wherever the – is the world was the is the world championship of that? Was that in Milwaukee this week? No, or that's going to be in Italy, I think. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. So, yeah, he, he's got to take it, which, you know, I saw, I saw a lot of those bikes, and rightfully so. I, that was by far my favorite bike. That Coast Glide is Mine amazing. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Fahir Helmets. No, I never heard of them either, but I saw this on Instagram. Fair helmets have made the first self-contained air-conditioned motorcycle helmet. Whoa. Available to the public. For That's a mere cool. $42,000. That's a game changer. $600. Wow. Now, the thing is, it only cools the inside of the helmet 12 to 18 degrees at most. I saw That's a guy comment on it and say... Uh, 12 to 18 degree difference in air in the Arizona desert is still a hundred fucking degrees. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've experienced that Arizona desert. I know exactly. Yeah, that's I, I used to live out in the Arizona. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. 12 it's degrees hot. is 12 degrees, man. I thought that was neat though. An air conditioned helmet. I'd like to try one just to see yep. what it's like. 600 bucks. I actually expected well over a grand. I mean, some uh, of I, the... I didn't see if it's D if it's just DOT approved or what. I mean, but I mean, it's pretty neat. I want an Iron Man helmet, damn it. I want heads up display in it. <laughs> That's coming, man. I know, it can't be far off. I want to see shit. <laughs> I want to be able to look, if you could look around like Tony Stark and be like, oh my God, I can, I can see uh, all the gadgets. Tony, I'm almost, I'm almost positive they have one right now that has a rear facing camera and there's a heads up display in there. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly positive I've seen that already. I just I felt moving to. in my pants on that one. Mm. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but I am um, I'm almost positive I've seen it. There's another one too that uh, you interface the helmet to your motorcycle, and it has uh, blinkers and signals and brake lights on the back of it. I hope that movement wasn't grapes. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I wouldn't biscuits. be sitting down if I was packing those things around. <laughs> That's true. It was the biscuits rising. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some biscuits. Um, my dirty fact is uh i bought a klr today as i have talked about in the podcast but uh i bought a 2018 uh like pearl plasma yellow something color i don't know it's black and yellow looks like a bumblebee in a school bus and a banana all combined i don't know i think it's pretty badass looking myself it it looks all right yeah it looks okay but so i bought that and uh sort of happy with it because now i'm I don't have the limitation of my sportster any longer. And you're bringing it to MMM. I am. I'm, I'm so excited to see you ride that bike. Oh, man. I, I said, well, we'll pull the front wheel up. Will the 650 be oh. strong enough? Oh, Tony, you need to YouTube that, buddy. Oh. Mm-hmm. They'll do first. They'll do second gears, I think, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, buddy. It's like pulling. <laughs> it's like being out in the backwoods pulling a stick. Well, I'd still need a pogo stick to get on the damn thing. You would, but that's okay. 36-inch stand-over height. All right, so mine is 
is about the Iron Butt Rally. So a lot of you guys know about the Iron Butt Challenge, which is a uh, thousand miles. With what I'm talking about, I'm gonna get grapes just thinking about it because, uh, so many of you know about the Iron Butt Challenge, which is a thousand miles in 24 hours. I kind of want to do one, maybe someday. Uh, yes. I've said before I will never do one, but after reading about what I'm going to talk about, it kind of makes me want to do it. So there's also the Iron Butt Rally, which is an 11,000 mile race across the country. And most people do it in 11 days. And this is a little bit old news, so some people may already know about it, but in the last month, I think uh, in late July, actually, Wendy Crockett is the first female to have won the Iron Butt Rally. Uh, and she did it in <clears throat> 11 days, I think. Uh, yeah, just, just under 11 days. Uh, yes, it's cool that she's the first woman. Uh, the rally has been going on since 1984. And it's a, it's, it's every other year, so they do it in odd years. So 2017, 2019, the next one will be in 2021. What I find cool about Wendy Rocket's victory is she did it on a 2005, let me see here. It's gonna be a gas sipper. It's not gonna be a guzzler, I'll tell you that. It's a 2005 Yamaha FJR 1300. Mm. That fucker has 200,000 miles on it before she started the Iron Butt Challenge. Excuse me, the Iron Butt Rally, which is fucking amazing. A bike that has 200,000 miles. I mean, one of the things that I've always heard about a motorcycle, when it has 25,000 miles on it, which my iron almost has, I'm like a thousand miles short of that right now. It's like a car that has, it's, it's like a car that has 100,000 miles on it. A woman just rode a bike that has 200,000 miles on it that just did in 11 days, 11,000 miles. I used to think the same thing. And when I bought my Sportster, I had a question about, you know, the, the, dur what, what, what do you call the durability? Uh, dur Reliability. Yeah. That's, that's the a, word. That's a big word right there. Um, you know, my, that was a question was because I was like, well, how reliable is this thing? And they're like, oh, it'll, you know, it'll go, it, it's, it's going to go as much as a car. And I'm like, well, mileage is mileage. So it, it <laughs> 200,000 miles on her motorcycle is like 200,000 miles on a car. So yes, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's a motorcycle or a bicycle. If you ride a mile, it's still a fucking mile. Yeah. So she exactly. did, she did this whole thing without any, any mechanical problems or anything, right? None whatsoever. That's like a thousand miles a day. Isn't that crazy? How do you this... even, cause what in a car, it takes what? 16 hours. You can. Yeah. To you do a go, thousand, uh, about eleven and a half. I know it's eleven and a half to do right at seven fifty. Because when I go to Jacksonville, it's eight hundred miles door to door, and it takes me about twelve hours. So, but you you got to plan on fill ups and stuff like that. But it yeah. also depends on your tank. It depends on you know. There, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a yeah, lot there's of a lot of things. So I'm wondering, a thousand miles. All right, so you're going sixteen, eighteen hours. That gives you six hours of sleep, and you get up and you do it again. Yes, exactly. You need to have a proctologist on the back of your bike to take care of the grapes. <laughs> you need that. 
Yeah, she's sitting at the proctologist's office right now, I would imagine. Jeez. But fucking a thousand miles a day. This woman rides 50,000 miles in one year, on a typical year. She rides more miles in one year than a lot of riders ride their entire lifetime. I don't even put that on my, my car. My truck gets like 15,000 miles a year if I'm lucky. Jeez, I thought that man. was interesting. I mean, yeah, it's That's cool amazing, that she's, she's the first woman, but it's more cool to me that she did it on a bike. For, she's doing it on a bike that's 14 years old that has 200,000 miles on it. And she bought that fucker new. And that that's amazing that she was able to, to make that bike last that long and and do it on a, on a, on a ride what she beat everybody else riding much fancier BMWs. Joe, I just want to say this. If there's anyone from corporate Yamaha listening to this podcast, please give that woman a call and definitely give her a motorcycle because <laughs> I think she earned it. I I'm going to ride that Honda CBR lawnmower to MMM, damn it. I'll be there in an hour and a half. Again, <laughs> I, I want to race you on that fucker, man. 150 miles an hour on a fucking That's lawnmower. Ridiculous. Man, can you imagine how good our campsite would look, though? <laughs> it would be nice and clipped, man. I just Mo cut that grass for free. They're both thirty seconds. Could you imagine Forrest Gump getting his hands on one of those things? <laughs> yeah. They got a video of a guy riding it, dude. Driving it was, it was running. <laughs> Earth, man. If my if Matthew McConaughey was in it, he'd say. I've been riding Honda CBR 1000 lawnmowers since riding Honda CBR 1000 lawnmowers was cool. Cool. Don't ride I'll one. Ride a lot cooler if I'll, you did. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we need to get Mike a fidget spinner. Dude, I'm to, have you? I know you have, and I'm sure this is in another group chat that I'm not involved with, but they're like, man, have you not seen that damn crackhead jump around on the screen all the time? Mike, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get the word of the day or the word of the week. Uh, oh, well, see, I was gonna try to throw it into the conversation, but we really never talked about anything that was verdant. The power of editing, you can verdant. put it anywhere. That's what verdant. verdant. It's, a, it's a French late 16th century word. It means bright green in hui. That, were, I, were you just trying to throw up? No. <laughs> what, what exactly the is word it? is the word is spelled H-U-E. Huey. You? Huey. Huey. That's that's the southern way of saying hue. Yes. It's got a green. It's its second meaning is green due to lush growing vegetation. And what's the word? Verdant. It's verdant. an adjective. It's talking about describing something an example would be living in a drab city i long for the verdant pastures of the countryside <laughs> that was <a> sold <laughs> oh well i'm i'm sweating over here man i want I'm the countryside after that right it's a it's my smooth it's my smooth country sultry voice <laughs> <laughs> I need I need more of that in my life. It's like watching syrup getting poured on a pancake, man. Momo. <laughs> Can't go wrong. It's I just like, want to go outside and look at grass now. Because it's man. blowing in the wind ever so gently. Yeah. So will that, that 150 mile per hour lawnmower get rid of the verdant 
countryside. I would yeah, say it would fuck sure it up would. pretty good. You could knock it out pretty quick. A Dixie Chopper ain't got shit on this thing. <laughs> is it is it bad when you talked about syrup being poured on a pancake? I sort of thought of Betty Crocker and Aunt Jemima scissoring. That bad. <laughs> 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 While eating Tony's biscuits. <laughs> Now I'm hungry and need a shower at the same time. Oh my God, it's getting <laughs> thick. <laughs>